There's an old saying that I'm sure you're probably familiar with. Those that can, do, and uh, those that can't, teach. Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada, just south of Ottawa, and you're listening to Quick Hits. Now that, that phrase is a little bit unfair, and I don't want to give the impression that I am dismissing those that teach. Uh, my own wife, when I met her, was an elementary school teacher. And for me to dismiss those that teach would be, well, personally embarrassing. And if she listens to this podcast, it I could land me in deep water. I certainly do not dismiss academics as a whole. I have many very good friends who are in academe. I myself was an academic of sorts for a while. I taught linguistics at the University Carleton University in Ottawa. More on that in a bit. In the 1990s and 2000s, I did two years of a doctorate in linguistics at the University of Toronto in the early 1990s, unfinished as it turns out. And I'm also the director of the National Security Program at the University of Ottawa's Professional Development Institute, meaning I have a long history with academe. And for me to criticize it unabashedly would be almost kind of like criticizing it myself. The reason I'm raising this today is I got a very interesting comment from someone last night. I was talking to a young lady that I have been engaged with for a while and some career advice in national security. And it turns out that uh, her husband uh, is in law enforcement, I believe. And she was saying that anyone that she has asked in the practitioner realm, so law enforcement officers and others, when she asks for recommendations on who to listen to, who to read, who to download, when it comes to issues around Canadian national security, she's getting the same response all the time. And that response is, and I quote, you got to listen to Phil Gursky. <laughs> when she told me that, I was, I was kind of taken aback a bit. I was slightly embarrassed, to be perfectly honest. But at the same time, I felt, this is kind of cool. This indicates that there's a set of practitioners, and I have no idea how big this set is. It could be 10 people, it could be 10,000, I have no clue. But that for a certain number of people, there is a sense of trust, there's a sense of appreciation for the work that I do, being the podcasts, the blogs, maybe the books I've written, because I've sold a lot of books to practitioners, that I'm either speaking the same language or I have some kind of an understanding, not an innate understanding, but a learned understanding through my 32 plus years in security intelligence in Canada, that they share as well, and that they like the way I frame things, the things I say. And in all honesty, I do go out of my way to recognize practitioners for the work that they do. True story, I was meeting an old friend from CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, just today at a Tim Hortons, for those who aren't Canadian, Tim Hortons is like Starbucks. And there were two Ottawa police officers in line behind me. And I, I turned to them. I said, your coffee's on me. And they said, no, 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 no don't, be, don't be silly. I said, no, I appreciate what you do for us as law enforcement officers. You put your lives on the line for us. You deal with all the assholes in society, all the shitty situations that I don't have to deal with. You don't get credit for nearly enough of this stuff. And I just want to buy you a coffee to say thanks for what you do for us. In the end, they refused to allow me to buy their coffee and said, fine. But anyway, thank you very much. I'm not an ex-police officer. Hell, I'm not even an ex-intelligence officer. But I am an ex-practitioner. I spent 32 years at the coalface as an intelligence analyst. 
initially with Communication Security Establishment, or CSE, Canada Signals Intelligence Agency, as a multilingual analyst for 17 and a half years, and then as a Strategic Terrorism Analyst with the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, or CSIS, for 15 years. And a short respite with the Ontario Provincial Police's Anti-Terrorism Section, OPP PATS, as a, an advisor on terrorism cases. I see myself as a practitioner, even if I didn't beat heads or knock down doors or arrest people or recruit and run human sources, although I helped train some human sources at CSIS over the years. Someone say I'm not practitioner enough. Yeah, whatever. Um, this is my perception of myself and it is what it is and you're not going to change my mind. And so I have an inherent bias when it comes to talking to people about things like terrorism, national security and public safety. I tend to put much more credence and much more importance on those that actually did national security as opposed to those that write about it or those that pontificate about it or those that theorize about it. It is what it is. Like I said, I'm not dismissing academics holus bolus because I have far too many people I respect. And yet, you know, once in a while you come across this story where you, you just see how great the chasm is this time, at sometimes, between these two worlds. This is a story from a year ago, August of 2020, where it's from the CBC, which is becoming more and more left of center every day, much to my chagrin. I used to read the CBC religiously for years and find I can barely read it most days these days. And this is an announcement by Carleton University's Institute of Criminology and Criminal Justice announcing the end of all student internships with police forces and prisons. Now, the article goes on to say that typically some 80 third-year criminology students are given internships with Ottawa Police, the RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Correctional Services Canada, and the Ottawa Carleton Detention Centre, which is a jail just on the south side of town, sorry, east southeast side of town. And some professor called Jeffrey Monaghan, I couldn't pick him out of a one-person lineup, said, quote, those institutions, i.e. the RCMP, jails, etc., have done too little to acknowledge systemic racism and work to eliminate anti-Black and anti-Indigenous sentiments, practices, and policies, and they've given lip service to reform, and therefore, we're going to make sure that the internships end. By the way, the internships have been in place since 1973. So, what, 47 years? Students have benefited from working with practitioners, and this Professor Monaghan has decided they can't do that anymore because he thinks that the practitioners aren't sensitive enough to all these issues out there. See, this is what I got a problem with. Some guy, probably tenure-ranked, not a care in the world, is deciding to eliminate experiences for his students that may in fact lead to employment down the road. Because you know what, Professor Monaghan? Not all of your students are going to follow in your footsteps and become tenured professors. Some might want to actually work for a living. Sorry, that was, that was mean. I take that back. Someone might want to become doers. They might want to become prisons officers. They might want to become police officers with the RCMP or the Ottawa police or Lord knows what jurisdiction in Canada. And you've decided on your high horse that because of the systemic racism, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean, I still have no idea what that means, that your students can't do that. Well, congratulations. You've just taken an opportunity from your students that could help them find a career down the road. Now do you see why I've got a problem with certain academics? Now, I, again, I know nothing about Professor Monaghan and his background, but for him to say that his opinion on law enforcement and prisons officials is going to trump the desire and the benefit that his students are going to get 
by working at the coalface and learning about security and learning about public safety from those that actually protect it, as opposed to those that write papers about it in journals that nobody reads, that that's going to happen. I mean, is this fair? I, who, who the hell does this guy think he is? Why does he have that right? If I were a Carlton student, I'd sure as shit be looking elsewhere for my education. Hint, hint, I run the program at University of Ottawa, National Security, Professional Development Institute. We've got courses taught by practitioners for practitioners. You might want to look at our program. Bottom line is, is that there's enough questions and enough challenges out there for all of us to play nicely together in the sandbox. I welcome, on any given occasion, input from academics who at least have some respect for what I did for three decades plus, who don't dismiss all practitioners as knuckle-dragging Neanderthals. Or maybe is it, Sorry, is that against woke culture now? Can I call Neanderthal knuckle-draggers? I have no idea. I'm, I'm losing the, 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 uh, the text here. But if you're going to decide, holus bolus, that all practitioners are the same, and this is what systemic racism means, by the way, irrespective of whether you yourself practice it because you work for the RCMP or CSIS or Ottawa police or God knows what, you are by definition labeled with the same thing. Hmm. Who else labels all people with the same moniker despite their actual actions? Ooh, I don't know. Al-Qaeda? Islamic State? Who sees everybody who doesn't believe in their aberrant form of Islam as the enemy? No, I'm not calling Professor Monahan a terrorist. Don't get, don't get me wrong but he certainly is applying a very, very generalized notion as to what's wrong with our society to a whole bunch of people, the vast majority of whom are not systemically racist. Bottom line is, guys, is that we need to do a much better job of allowing each other to have opinions on a variety of areas. We need for practitioners to talk to academics and vice versa, not to have the academics lecture to the practitioners on what they should do, and for practitioners to acknowledge that there are academics that have interesting insights that help us do our jobs. I was part of that with academic outreach at CSIS for many, many years. And some of the friendships I've made over the years stem from that particular program. But when we stop, start calling each other names and start rejecting each other's participation based on some notion that we are not qualified to participate, then we know we have a problem. Anyhow, that's what I think. What do you think about this chasm between what they used to call town and gown in Oxford, I believe was the term that was used. Is it right? Are we doing are we doing things the right way? Can we do better? Drop me a line. You can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content and want to get more, go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. You'll get a free daily digest of all the podcasts and blogs into your inbox every single morning. There's also a link there to my new book, The Peaceable Kingdom. The History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present. I just ordered the sixth print run. So if you're looking for Christmas presents for people, imagine the squeals of joy getting a book on terrorism under the Christmas tree or in your stocking. You can order it there. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.